you know, I don't know if you're like me when you just replay stuff in your head how it should go and you know how it goes that way, but I can't stop like picturing or planning ahead, which I said, so, right? Yeah, so fuck it. Uh, um, I- <laughs> <laughs> go for it, that was great. It's a show by Chris and Neil with all great movies. They are the real deal. We watch them all so you don't have to. It's movies that don't suck and some that do. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is a new episode of Movies Don't Suck and Some Do. My name is Neil. And I'm Chris. And today... Today, I am going to have to crank up the speaker. For some reason, I cannot hear you. All right, there we go. And today, we are got two movies. Count them. Two movies are out there in the movie world. And we are going to review them for your pleasure. So mm-hmm. make sure that you know what to go watch and what not to watch. Yeah, coming up on Christmas, yeah. You know, it's coming up on Christmas. You're going to be sitting around the fam fam. Uh-huh. You're going to be like, should we watch this? Should we not watch this? Yeah. Now we can tell you why. And on that seven and a half hour drive to your parents' house, yeah. you listen to us yeah. and you can figure out. Yeah. Yeah. Do I want to listen to this? Do I want to <laughs> listen? Do, do, do I want to watch this? First, the movie that we'll be talking about just got put on Netflix uh, earlier this month. It's called Leave the World Behind, which has been number two, uh, number one for the last two weeks on Netflix and the streaming, featuring the one, the only, you know her as the prostitute that could, Julia Roberts. Oh, see, now that pisses me off. First of all, since the demur, we have more than 400 plaintiffs in. Let's be honest, we all know there are more out there. They may not be the most sophisticated people, but they do know how to divide, and $20 million isn't shit when you split it between them. Second of all, these people don't dream about being rich. They dream about being able to watch their kids swim in a pool without worrying that they'll have to have a hysterectomy at the age of 20, like Rosa Diaz, a client of ours, or have their spine deteriorate like Stan Bloom, another client of ours. So before you come back here with another lame-ass offer, I want you to think real hard about what your spine is worth, Mr. Walker. Or what you might expect someone to pay you for your uterus, Miss Sanchez. Then you take out your calculator and you multiply that number by a hundred. Anything less than that is a waste of our time. A great scene from Aaron Brockovich. So. Great scene. Yeah. Great scene. Fantastic scene. Uh, and definitely coming in. On second, playing her husband in this movie, the one, the only, Ethan Hawke. What if I could put him in front of you? Huh? The man that ruined your life. And if I could guarantee you that you'd get away with it. Would you come? In a heartbeat. I know where he is. Yeah, of course you do. Nope. So uh, that's the Ethan Hawk. So, um, also uh, in this movie is the wonderful. He's amazing. He was in Luke Cage. He was in other movies. I can't think of right now off the top <laughs> of my head. Oh, Green uh, Green Book is what you're thinking about that movie. 
the Green Book he won an Oscar for. He's in Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. He was an Invincible. He was in Rami. He was in True Detective. <laughs> and, of course, in the best movie he's done in years, Adelita Battle Angel. Here he is, the one, the only. Marshall Well, my girl, you certainly exceeded my expectations. Killing my champion, Grushka. Most impressive. And turning a selfish creature like Sharin. I didn't see that coming. So when you walk out of here, the factory won't stop you. This time. I don't need your permission to live. Others might. Your Dr. Ido, for example. And what about Hugo? He's still alive, isn't he? We will track him down. <laughs> I found the only way to enjoy immortality is to watch others die. Ooh. <laughs> it, that, that's just, that's just scary. You're like, you're scary. Like, I, I wasn't a big fan of Elite Advantage, but I guess you were, so. Uh, dude, I can't wait for the universe, man. I yeah, can't wait I, I for know the it's universe. Happening. I know it's happening, but yeah. All right, uh, who else is in this movie? The one, the only, so nice, you gotta name him after the best meat in the entire world. The one, the only, the one... Who saved Christmas for all the Guardians of the Galaxy, Kevin Bacon. Oh! All right, pal. Haven't I been nice to you? I mean, I've been nice, right? I complimented your cooking. <laughs> you don't know who I am. So I'm going to give you one last warning. Out of the fucking kindness of my fucking heart, don't fucking touch my car again. That is the last time. I'm going. That's not the kind of touching I meant. So that's from a, that's from a super, which uh, you know, it's a he's a great uh, fucking asshole in that movie. I knew you'd love that. I got yeah. the super one because yeah. your love for Rain Wilson. Yeah. Um, all right, and that movie is called Leave the World Behind. It'll be the first movie that we review today. And the second movie we're going to review today, of course, it's going to be the one that is number one across the world yeah. and our hearts. Yeah, it's, it's the one hit. and only Wonka, featuring the one, the only Timothy Chalamet. We never told the truth for 10 minutes in this house. Well, hear this, Willie. This is me. You want to know why I had no address for three months? It's because I stole a suit in Kansas City and I was in jail. I stole myself out of every good job since high school and I never got anywhere because you blew me so full of hot air. I can never stand taking orders from anybody. That's whose fault it is. Same time you heard that pop. Yeah, it's from uh, some like you know, like just uh, like a audition tape, right? Yes. Yeah. And I just want to say, if you don't think Timothy Shalmay is a freaking good actor, oh, man, he's so good. 
He is like he's the Johnny Depp of this generation, man. I mean, he really is. He's just as good looking, honestly. They're better. You know? Yeah, well, whatever. That that's you know that's just if what you believe or not believe okay. on that one. I mean, because come on, I, I I don't know if I'm going to have that argument. I'm not. I'm not that person. I'm not going to be like, who's better looking, Timothy Chalamet or Johnny Depp? They're both good looking dudes. I'm, they're better looking me. How about oh, that? Sure. Go yeah, they're both better looking us, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> also, also in this uh, movie, the award-winning Olivia Coleman. Now, the fact that you'll turn into an animal if you fail to fall in love with someone during your stay here is not something that should upset you or get you down. Just think, as an animal, you'll have a second chance to find a companion. But even then, you must be careful. You need to choose a companion that is a similar type of animal to you. A wolf and a penguin could never live together, nor could a camel and a hippopotamus. That would be absurd. Think about it. <laughs> From the Lobster, uh, which is a great movie, and we'll be seeing. We'll be talking about one of the, the, the director's uh, new movie next week. In fact, Jorge Sothema. So, so. yeah, I, I can't wait to see that as well. Yeah. And uh, also in this movie, um, the one, the only, um, I believe this is one of her first movies, if I'm correct. Uh, well, no, she's been in a few other movies, but it's uh, Kayla Lane as Noodle. What are you doing? I'm making chocolate, of course. How do you like it? I don't know. I've never had any. You've never had chocolate? Still, no. Well, lucky for you, Noodle. I have a selection of the world's finest ingredients right here in my travel factory. Whoa. Where to begin? That's the question. I know. Silver linings. Made of condensed thunderclouds and liquid sunlight. Did you always want to make chocolate? No. Back when I was your age, I wanted to be a magician. Straight from Wonka. That's where the, the, that's where Straight the, from Wonka because I couldn't find yeah, anything yeah, yeah. else she is. But I figure she's she's definitely one that needed a clip because yeah. she's worth one probably one of the people we're gonna talk about the most in that film. Uh, also uh, in this movie, uh, Patterson Joseph as well. Stoop. Romance. Stoop. And let us bathe our hands in Caesar's blood. Up to the elbows. And besmear our swords. Then walk we forth, even to the marketplace, and waving our red weapons sore our heads, let's all cry. Peace. Freedom and liberty. <laughs> yeah, so that uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good little clip of the guy. That's from, yeah, that's one of from one of his renditions of Julius Caesar. Um, and the guy's been in so many things. I thought he just needed a shout out because yeah, the guy's been in everything from the beach to to Law and Order to uh, the Peep Show, which I'll come up a lot later. I'm mm-hmm. guessing. Um, I mean, guy Geromino, uh, like uh, Velveteen Rabbit. Like the guy's been in so many things. It's ridiculous. I could go through Blood and Oil. <laughs> Oh, I'm dying. I'm sorry. I'm dying. <laughs> and who else? Is in 
Neil is suffering uh, from what people would call um, hangoveritis. <laughs> uh, hangoveritis. We'll call it hangoveritis. I'm going to have to close the heat fit in here, man. I'm sweating already. All right. And uh, last but not least, in this wonderful movie, or just one of the people that we got a clip for, there's so many more people we'll mm-hmm. talk about later. Uh, the one, the only, the man that makes us all laugh when he says A.A. Ron, Mr. Keegan, Michael Key. Well, I'm just a good old American boy with a heart that's red, white, and true. Dreaming of the girl with the red hair and freckles in her eyes like the skies of blue. Country music. Yeah, I grew up in Texas, you know, so. All right. Keep her safe from the homies in the wrong side of town where they're smoking the reefer and acting like clowns. Keep that pretty white dress from getting dirty and brown because that's the American way. Woo-hoo! <laughs> oh, pretty racist song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's from Key and Peele, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and, um... Of course, but I couldn't do the AA run one anymore. I mean, we've done it like five times now. (laughs) So I had to find the funniest thing. And the fact that, I don't know if you noticed this, but in the clips, we've noticed Kansas City. We mentioned Oklahoma and Texas. I got all of our spots except for Indiana. If I got Indiana, I would have had the trifecta. Well, we need Louisiana (laughs) as well. I spent my first five years in Louisiana and all of my family's there. But you know. We don't we don't count that. Okay. Don't count that. Fine. Uh, you can find <laughs> us online at www.net.net where w2mnet.com it's w2mnet.com you can find us there along with a bunch of other really cool podcasts. Uh, you can find us on uh, Facebook it's facebook.com slash news don't suck podcast where you're trying to this podcast we're on Instagram MTS podcast you have Patreon patreon.com slash news don't suck uh, find us there give us two shekels we'll be happy to uh, make extra content if we get enough. Also, a good bonfire comes to choose on suck and something new. You'll find a shirt like Neil's wearing, along with a bunch of the cool shirts Neil has made. Also, we're also, uh, if you're not watching YouTube, unsubscribe and watch Facebook, like the page. And if you're listening to some little podcast apps, hit subscribe. So every Monday when this is uploaded, it'll be waiting for you. Neil, uh, what's the ones that we talking about today? A business I went to last night that caused some of this hangover. <laughs> Um, this is actually a secret here in Tulsa. It's one of the places that is known as one of the world's oldest speakeasies. So saying this, I might be betraying some Tulsa people and I might get my ass beat afterwards, but that's all right because I think they need some love. And that is the one, the only, that is the cellar dweller. The cellar dweller is one of Tulsa's oldest speakeasies, established as a cellar dweller in 1968, but has been moonlighting as a bar since the 1920s, serving through the Prohibition era and on. You can definitely feel how it would have worked back then when venturing down the almost hidden staircase and through the door. Very chill, dimly lit basement bar with the dive bar vibes. Now here, I'm going to take you on a journey kind of, Chris. I'm ready for it. So when you walk up to the building, this mm-hmm. is what you see. Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. And there's a sign out front too, like that. There's a sign that you can see mm-hmm. now, but before you wouldn't see that sign. You yeah. would just, or that overhang, of course you would just, it'd be a red brick building yeah. door. Then you go down this hallway. Mm-hmm. And I mean, 
I can barely fit down this hallway, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah you're, you're a guy. Like, like, yeah. it, 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 <laughs> like it's so small. Yeah. And then you come down, and this is the bar mm-hmm. that pops up right in front of you. Like, this is literally where you come through the door, and this is where you see. Nice. And it's a nightclub. <clears throat> so they'll have some musical guests down there every now and then. You can see there's booze all back there. This is during Halloween because yeah. it's the only picture I could find on the internet <laughs> of the back area of the bar. Yeah. There's a whole other back section back there. Mm. See there? Yeah, and you can see there's a painting over the over yeah. the, of Ellis? The, yeah. the fireplace there, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, that is like one of the most famous paintings. It's been there since like the beginning of time. Okay. Right? Okay. I found a picture of someone on Halloween decorated as themselves <laughs> <laughs> as the picture that's good time. I, I laughed so hard at that it's ridiculous but the cellar dweller is literally it's just a bar there's drinks it's hidden in a basement it's one of those cool places that you go that you can just say you went there you had a couple drinks you went and hung out with some buddies of yours uh they do have com they have live music on wednesdays they have an industry night every monday from 10 p.m to 2 a.m and open mic comedy every sunday first set at 9 p.m. You can literally find out any information about them at CellarDwellerTulsa.com or go to Facebook, and on Facebook, you can go to CellarDwellerTulsa as well. So Facebook.com forward slash CellarDweller.com or CellarDweller.com or CellarDwellerTulsa.com. Telling you, if you're in the Tulsa area, it is one of the hidden gyms. I love this place. It's literally, it makes me feel like when I had parties in my basement when I was a kid. Okay. You know, when you're like nine, ten years old and you had kids over and oh, you yeah. get snuck the bottle of whiskey. Yeah, yeah, drunk. But, well, I don't know about that. I don't think I ever did that um, with the, when I was yeah, nine. You're drunk when you're like nine, stole a bottle of whiskey from your parents while you they're out there you drinking you with all the bikers. You want to hear something super square about me? I didn't get drunk till I was 21 the first time. Oh, wow. Yeah. I I, I had liquor um, parties at my house. I, like, it, was on, it was on Boone's Farm. <laughs> I'm not saying this is good or anything, but okay. like I had liquor parties when I was like 14 years old. Well, 14 makes um, sense. I knew a bunch, of, I knew a bunch of my friends were doing that shit, but I, I didn't get swear. I didn't. I was straight edge until I was like 21. So now okay. you're pretty straight edge, so I understand that. True to death. But uh, here we are. We're talking movies. Uh, Leave the world behind. Uh, directed by Sam Asmail. Sam is basically known for being the showrunner. Of Mr. Robot. You know Mr. Robot, right? With Brian Malik. Oh, I love Mr. Robot. Yeah. Um, this stars uh, America's Sweetheart, Julia Roberts. Oh, see. Now that pisses me off. Also, uh, Marshala Ali. Well, my girl, you certainly exceeded my expectations. Also, Kevin Bacon. Oh! All right, pal. Haven't I been nice to you? And Ethan Hawke. What if I could put him in front of you? This stars also... Uh, Mackenzie, I'm sorry, uh, Maya, Maya, Hall, Maya, Maya Hall as Ruth Scott, Farrah McKenzie, Charlie Evans, and uh, that's about everyone really notable in this one. You know, I want you to destroy my for Leave the World Behind. Amanda and Clay's aspirational vacation with her teenage children is interrupted by the arrival of a middle-aged man and his daughter who say they own the holiday home and who have fled an unpredicted blackout in the city when the internet, television, and radio stop working, as does the landline. They have no way of finding out what is happening. 
who these people are. And as a strange sonic boom shatters the peace of the counters, uh, countryside and animals start to migrate in strange ways, the physical and mental health of the families begins to deteriorate. The renters are upscale and white. The owners are upscale and black. The issues of race class and becomes distractions to more alarming things are happening all around. We got to read these before we fucking read these, bro. Uh, you think it's giving away stuff? much stuff? I don't think it gives away. No, I, one, one, it's not really giving away stuff, but I don't think it's really describing it well. Okay, do you, well, what do you think people need to know before watching this movie, then? If you think that doesn't do it well. All right. That's the best way to say this. Um, this movie is fucked up. That's a there we go. So, um, <laughs> okay. So. Uh, the thing is about the way they described this, all right, um, was the fact that this movie is great because they don't let you know too much mm-hmm. until it's all revealed. And that's a great because they slow play. You know, you don't know if that's the owner or not that showed up at the door. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. They make it very, and they pull that out as long as possible <laughs> to make it very clear that you don't know if that's really the people that own this house or not. You don't know what's going on in the world that's going on outside of the doors. Which is, you don't. I, I'm, I'm really into that part of, of the movie itself. Like, like I, it's people, this is a pretty divisive movie. Um, mm-hmm. but especially as ending, which I'm not going to talk about, which I thought the ending was fucking hilarious because it's a dark, it's a dark satire, right? Like, like, um, that's how I thought about it. And yeah, it's, it's, it's like, uh, it's sort of, it's sort of post-apocalyptic almost just the way it's going. It's once you read the, once you watch the preview, it kind of becomes more clear about what it's about, but it's, yeah, it's and this is a, it's yeah, yeah, spooky. and that's the thing. It's spooky. It's eerie. Um, right here, I'm reading one of the movie facts. Denzel Washington was originally cast. I'm glad he didn't play this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Marshall. I, uh, I think Marshall. Uh, yeah, Ali, uh, like literally, he was the guy to have for this part. Because, to be honest, all right, how many movies with Denzel and Julia Roberts have we seen? Like, isn't there like three of them? Yeah, I know they did Pelican Brief. Yeah. They did, uh, I can't remember how, maybe they'd only done two or maybe they only did the one. But um, still, I, I I would not feel the threatness or, or threatened <laughs> by Denzel Washington if he showed up to the front door. Right. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Even though he's got equalizer and he can absolutely kill a man with a pencil like John Wick. But like, <laughs> like, I want to felt that threatened image like I did with Ali. Ali is like, I don't know if this guy's here to be friends or kill the fuck out of this guy. But this movie knocked it out of the park. There's a reason this movie is number one the last couple of weeks on Netflix. Um, I want to mention that uh, Julie Roberts, you don't see her in a whole lot these days. But in this one, she plays her character so fucking well. You may not like her yeah. character, but she's really good. Like you, she plays a bitch. Yeah, yeah. Like when was when when is the last time you saw her play a bitch? Yeah. She's always like the sweetheart or the yeah. loving individual. And even in the Aaron Brockovich, that's why I got Aaron Brockovich because that's like the closest thing I think she's ever played to being just a straight bitch. Yeah, and then she's a bitch in this movie. And Ethan Hawke is always just awesome. Like the nice dad, the dad that everyone wants is Ethan Hawke. So um. But uh, yeah, they were their couple. They go on vacation at the. Uh, they they're obviously well off because it 
probably cost a couple thousand dollars to rent this for the weekend. But it's um. And let's talk about Kevin Bacon as the creepy prepper. I didn't even recognize right, or, him first. Like I didn't recognize him until oh, they. No, I, I I always recognize. <laughs> I always I always recognize the Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon's one of my faves. But um, he uh like like man, I was just like. I was watching the movie, and by any means, I did not know Kevin Bacon was in this. I didn't see who was all. I knew Julia Roberts was in it. I kind of watched uh, half of a trailer. Okay. You know, I, I like to try to be as yeah. non-informed as possible. I want to go in there kind of blank as possible when it comes to movies. Yeah, like I think this. I sent you the link for this, knowing you know knows that one. Like, okay, that's our stream. No, I sent it to you, oh, okay. actually, bro. Okay, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, watched, I watched the first half minute of the trailer, and I was like, uh, do we have room for this one? Can we throw <laughs> this one in? Like... I would that I didn't say that to you, but that's why I threw you the trailer. Yeah. But um, anyway, and this is like like look at this like mo- small facts and this is small details like this make mm-hmm. a movie. Like um, the Kevin Bacon character in front of his house was a willow tree, which has the acid that that creates aspirin. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, yeah, yeah. You, you know, it's like it's like oh, there's that a, makes sense. There's a bunch of little and, stuff in the movie. movie yeah, when they're talking or whatever, um, they're buying stuff from E Corp, which is the corporation from from Mr. Robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, um, so man, I really love their details, like you know, adding little things like that and stuff. But the movie, the acting between, because it has to be the actors. Yes, yeah. And this, at a movie like this, when you got only like four or five people in the film. It has to be, they got to play off of each other. Mm-hmm. And Julia Roberts and the teenage girl going back and forth, like hating each other was great. Um, the um, anxiety that you feel. There's so much, all them. there's so much anxiety in this. There's dread. There's dread through this whole fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, that, you know, and you know, the one person that didn't have any dread? He's not. Dude, he was like the dude. He was he was the dude. Yeah, uh, we went, but it was very, it was it's a spooky ass movie because like, like you, you imagine like you're everyone uh, when you watch me like this, you would how how you you'd react, you know? Right. I, I think someone he's better than I would, but like, but the in I Another, think a lot of people like are harping on the fact that that they want more. But I don't think that's what this movie's about, really. You know, no, I don't. I don't. I don't want more. No. I love this movie just the way it is. Thank you for ending it. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but sometimes uh, no one told me the world was going to be this way. <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, and so, but this is another thing about this movie, and um, I was noticing it as you know, I'm. After I get all the information, mm-hmm. stuff like that. I mean, what, we all know it's from a book. It's from uh, Roman Alam. Um, Roman Alam, yeah. Roman Alam. And but look at the visuals of each scene. It's 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 like it's just, it's just visually beautiful. Like look how it's equilateral. Like like each scene has like a beauty to it. Yeah, I mean, and that you're just. It, yeah, like but, like each shot was meticulously planned to to look as good as possible. Uh, you, you're watching this, you know, it has a certain, it has a a a feel and style to it, and not in a way that Zack Snyder has a style. No, just a better way, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> so, and I just want to say this movie has made me afraid of deer. 
And oh, yeah. I, I, I know deer aren't dangerous animals. Yeah, They're I mean, animals. Get close to them, they'll fuck you up. They'll, they'll do something. No, they won't fuck you up if you're not dumb. If yeah. you're not going to go up there and, like, pet the sons yeah. of bitches or something stupid like that. Yeah, that was, that was but, um, yeah, yeah. It, it makes you scared of a lot of things that you shouldn't be scared of. But this one, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, it has a lot to say. And, 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 and a lot of people don't like the time two hours, 18 minutes. I thought, I thought it was perfect. I didn't feel like it was dragging at all. I felt like each minute was just cooking it. And so, leave the world behind. Uh, there's some people that have problems with it. I, I read up on it. Uh, but I really honestly think that this is going to have a sharp divide between people who really appreciate the message and people who mostly watch things for mostly story. But you and I, Neil, we're people who watch things for things other than story a lot of the time. Yeah, and again, this is just one of those movies that I think... And it's not it's not too artsy that it's going to scare away normal people. And, it's, and, and I don't think it's too artsy that it's going to scare away normal people. Okay. Right. Like, like it, it, is it artsy? Yes. Does it have artsy feel to it? Yeah. It almost has like an independent feel, like an independent movie feel to it. Yeah. But they did it just right. I think they just clinched that freaking right down the middle where you got enough. Okay, so if I got enough of the blow up. If I did have a problem with it, um, we'll talk a little bit. The message itself is pretty simple. They just add on to it, but that's that's not a problem. Uh, But but, uh, again, it's. It is a little long in the tooth, but I'm not. I'm. I'm not really talking on it because I thought every minute add on to the dread of this. Um, yes. Uh, and so, the, the acting fantastic. The script's pretty cool. The script's pretty good, and the way that it's, it trickles out uh, some of the information uh, that comes in the track. And I, I, I am one of the people that love the ending of this. I absolutely love the ending to this. Movie. I absolutely love the ending. Yeah. Because you know. Chris, no one told you the, that the life was going to end up this way. Yeah. The job's joke broke. Um, but, um, <laughs> life is, your, your, your life is DOA. Yeah, yeah. Let's get some quotes and let's give our rating and let's okay. get her out of here. All right. All right. But then I remembered what the world is actually like. And I came to an accurate realization. I fucking hate people. (laughs) Leave the world behind. That is what it said on the rental listing anyway. Mm -hmm. You got 15 minutes before they start begging to go to the beach. Oh, 15 minutes is more than what I need. (laughs) You ever said that? Uh, yeah, duh. Uh, (laughs) nah, it's gonna stop right. It's gonna, it's got to, um, that's a good omen seeing deer, at least in Mesoamerican mythology. <laughs> this is why I prefer before the internet, when we would speak on the phone, we would have spoken. You would have heard my voice. You would have know who I am. Why are you trying so hard to believe everyone but your fucking wife? Dad, that doesn't make any sense. Why would rabbit ears help? (laughs) Do you think there is a meltdown happening? More like I don't trust one of your kids didn't pee in the fucking pool. Uh 
I saw a plane nosedive into the ocean. Yeah, so? Well, it wasn't the first one. Well, ain't that the pot calling the kettle black? <laughs> Have you ever fucked one of your students? What a fucking crazy question. I know. Nothing frightens me more than a person unwilling to learn even at their own expense. That's a darkness I just don't understand. Oh, just my annual meeting with the rest of the evil cabal that runs the world. Ha ha ha. I'm never going to find out... With Ross and Rachel, am I? (laughs) I wonder if she can... Oh, no, I ain't going to read that. All right, cool, cool, cool. We actually know the wife was no chill. The boy was sneaking pictures of me by the pool. The little girl keeps staring into the woods like Donnie Darko, and I'm pretty sure the husband wants to fuck me. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that blood? What the fuck are you doing? Is that your teeth? (laughs) We fuck everything on this planet over and think it'll be fine because we use paper straws and order free rain chicken. Maybe we need to sit tight, be safe, pray, whatever fucking works for you. Are you picking on up on what is going on out there? We have all been deserted. Mm. We made a lot of enemies around the world. Maybe all this means is all of them teamed up. Oh, and then here it is. So no one told you life was (laughs) going to be that way. So, all right, uh, this, I'm on, uh, my score on this is probably a 3.8, 3.9. Uh, I thought it was good. I'm at a 3.9 on this yeah. one, man. I really liked it. I, I you know, I might give it, I'm just going to give it a four. Okay. I'm just going to go, go even yeah, and go yeah, four. Because yeah. uh, I really liked it. It was one of those movies that I don't want a sequel. This is good <laughs> enough. Uh, don't, don't give me any more sequels. Don't give me any bullshit. Don't create a whole goddamn universe over whatever happened on this. You're already doing that with like bird box or blind box yeah, yeah. or whatever the hell that, yeah. and then you're doing it with quiet place and you did it with John wick. We don't need a universe for every good fucking movie, man. Yeah. 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 We don't. Yeah. And this one, just let it be this a good one, movie. This one was, uh, I liked it a lot. Uh, it's, I gotta tell you, man, uh, I'm going to, you tip my hand early. The audience score and the tomatoes to me there way far off. Like they're, they're right down. Like they're going dead opposite ways. So, um, uh, wow. So, uh, guys, uh, me and Neil, if you watch listening for the first time, we're just in between zero and five. I give it 3.9, Neil gave it 3.9. But then the next thing is the other, I go around tomatoes and I have Neil try to guess the audience score and the, uh, and the critic score. And of course, I let him know when it's, a, when it's wrong or when it's right. So, Neil, I'm on RunTinos.com. What is the audience score for Leave the World Behind? So they're completely polar opposites? Well, they're different. I mean, it's, I've seen I've seen, I've seen, seen more difference before, but this one, I was, like, kind of really surprised. This is one of these, like, you're kind of like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, 
dude, this is going to be hard because now I'm trying to. You should have told me that because I would have guessed, guessed normally. <laughs> um, I'm going to say that the audience scores a higher score. I'm going to go 83% with the audience. 34%. Shut the fuck yeah. up! Audience says. After a pretty strong start, Leave the World Behind loses its way, fumbling an interesting premise with only unlikable characters, unbelievable dialogue, and a disappointing ending. All right. Uh, I know. I know. Neil's showing off his, his, uh, his cooler. His cooler. Um, you don't even, do you even know what that is, sir? It's a, it's a WWE. It's a, w, it's a belt. It's a championship belt. Right? It's so. my WWE championship fanny pack. <laughs> All right, man. What's the what's the career score for either we're behind? They're going to be the ones that are eighty three, uh, seventy six, but the, right, but close. certified fresh of seventy six percent says an exceptionally well acted apocalyptic thriller. Either we're behind steadily draws the viewer in despite its leisurely pace and somewhat simplistic messaging. I'm gonna go ahead and read a bad review and a good review. Uh, this and the, by the way, the bad reviews are kind of really bad reviews. The good reviews are pretty alright. So this is um whatever one I'm sorry. It says, uh, this is from Steve, Steve Wynn Seif of Slant Magazine. He reads, he says, In the end, Leave the World Behind is contemplatively struggling in the direction of an Emma Force calamity, reaching for a profundity that it fails to achieve. Uh, and this next one is from Clarice Lowry of The Independent in UK. She says, America's sweetheart Julia Roberts has sprinted over to the dark side, and it's a th- thrill to see what she does with it. Um, so, yeah, the, there, a lot of people like the acting. Is it, for some reason, the audience and the critic score are pretty different. Uh, you don't see that a lot. So, leave the world behind. Uh, if you want to take a chance, go ahead and check it out. It's, I mean, you liked it. I think it's the ending. I think, to be honest, I think it's the ending that fucks with the audience. I like the ending quite a bit. Because I, I like the ending. I'm just saying that the ending is one of those that is like, man, if you're not a person that you know likes that kind of ending, you're going to be pissed. And you're going to ba- bankrupt this fucking show, movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Are you ready for the news? Get the pull up? No. Do you think I'm ready for the news, Chris? Are you ever, I mean, I've had to cut out five minutes to the last one. Do <laughs> you get news ready? This is the Movies Don't Suck and some of them news. I'm going to read stuff. Chris is going to act like he hasn't heard it, even though I know he sits on his toilet for three hours straight reading through Reddit. Mm-hmm. I, in fact, I think I've left it. I, I have peed. All right, oh, man. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Let's talk it. All right. Let's do it. Yeah, let's get it done and over with. Yeah. There's nobody watching right now. Uh, Jonathan Majors <laughs> released a statement after being fired by Disney and Marvel following guilty verdict. If you don't know, uh, Jonathan Majors has been convicted. It, see, I don't understand. This, it, this keeps on sending me to the same. This is the problem here. I I saved three different three different um, websites so I could read about this in, in an honest way, and it keeps just sending me to the same one. So that's why I'm confused right now. So I'm sorry. So let's do this again. Nobody's watching, so it's okay. I'm giving you time to edit. So from literally when we start the new segment till now. One, two, three, four, five. All right. Jonathan Majors. Here's the biggest news story. Jonathan Majors, you all know him as King the Conqueror. 
has been fired by Disney Marvel Studios after assault guilty verdict. Now, I don't know. I read up on this a little bit now. And so what happened Majors um, was like in an argument with his girlfriend in a car and it's just really Majors was, he was shaping up to be the biggest part of the next part of yeah the, the MCU. Yeah. Like he was literally the bad guy. The next Avengers movie went from Avengers five of Avengers King dynasty now to be called Avengers five. They're totally reworking the whole. I, I might not get the secret fucking wars now because of this asshole. But, but I mean, they could just recast him, and that's not unheard of. That's all they can. They can just recast him. Look, dude, Disney. Look, 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 look. I understand not recasting Chadwick. Uh, so- I get that. I fucking get that. But this guy has been literally sent to jail. For abusing his girlfriend. Um, I mean, he even released a press release that was like the most standard press release I ever read in my entire fucking life. What did it say? It is clear the jury did not believe Grace Jarvis, which is, I guess, a girl that was in the vehicle. Yeah. I saw the whole yeah. thing go down. Yeah. What happened in the SUV? Because they found that Mr. Majors did not intentionally cause any injuries to her. We are grateful to that. We are disappointed, however, that despite not believing Mr. Harvey, the okay, so basically they did not believe that they that he did anything bad to her, but nonetheless they still found him guilty. Reckless assault. There's there's a, a bunch of legal stuff behind it, but uh, when it comes to the bad press, Marvel probably when this thing was going to trial, they probably had a backup plan and they were working on a backup plan as this thing happened, which is. Which is crazy. Yeah, I mean it's it's Marvel, and they kind of got to do it anyway because they're already going through shit anyway. Yeah, so uh, I don't know, man. But yeah, I don't I don't know. Uh, I, I, I just know that uh, it's being called the uh, Avengers Five, and we don't know what's gonna happen. You know, I just say just recast him, dude, yeah, just, and make some stupid reason up. Because guess what? It's comic books, bro. Yeah, yeah, you're not. It's not realistic. I mean, they recast Doctor Who. All you gotta do is recast the dude. <laughs> they recast Doctor Who. I mean, come on. I mean, uh, when when Oracle died in Matrix, they they one they fixed it with one sentence. Yeah, I had to run away from people. You don't. This is not how you remember me, but it's still me. Yeah, they they, they, they it, do, it's like, and I'm sure there's something something MCU fucking multiverse type shit they could they could do to fix that part. But, easily do. And I, I know easily that do. I know that you're really looking forward to this phase of the MCU. So hopefully, uh, that it really yes. works out for you. Um, I'm just, I want P. it's one of my favorite villains in all of the MCU, and I finally got it. I mean, like, he's not a well-known villain. He's not the, you know, the guy everybody knows, you know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And for him to get a, you know, even a mention in a movie, let alone they're going, doing that whole storyline, I mean, come on. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. All right, let's move along. Let's move on to another right. uh, CU. Okay. DCU, James Gunn has made it very clear. Matt Reeves has never been a part of his – the. he gave him the option to let Robert Pattinson's Batman be part of the DCU. Mm-hmm. Matt Reeves has said no, so he's already planned on other facts. <laughs> now, he's already planned to go a different way. Okay. Now, 
talking about that, here's another story that I think kind of concurs with that story, and I like it a lot. Okay. Jack Reacher star Alan Richardson wants to be the new Batman. I mean, he's fucking, that, that dude's like fucking ripped, right? He's a linebacker size mm-hmm. dude. Yeah. He's ginormous. And that's what Batman is. Have you ever seen Batman look like a skinny little punk? I uh, know. But real quick, are, so there's going to be another Batman movie? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. Matt Reeves, Matt Reeves movies are going to be. Oh, separate. Uh, are oh. going to be. Oh, uh, so you're looking for a DCU. Yeah, that's an Elseworld. Elseworld. Okay. You're looking yeah, for DC... DCU Batman. Okay, DCU Batman. Okay. I mean, you were hoping it was still going to be... Uh, that, that's Netflix. an Elseworld. That's an Elseworld. Remember, he said yeah. there will be ones that are Elseworlds, and that's an Elseworld. But, but, you're, but you, you're hoping that Ben Affleck would stay as Batman, right? Yeah, but Alan Richardson, man, if you don't watch Reacher on fucking Prime, I, I don't even know if you're considered a human being. Like, literally, Alan Richardson is, like, just a badass at fighting. He's very handsome. And He's really good actor. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, all the Uh Charlie Hinnom, if you don't know who Charlie Hinnom is, he was uh, famous for playing Jax in uh, Sons of Anarchy. Uh, he just stated in an interview, it was between him and Haiti and Christian. He was almost our Anakin Skywalker. Oh, wow. I, w- I mean, I don't think, I don't know. I don't know. Did they make the right choice, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, Poor Hadian went mentally ill, and I'm going to say they made the right choice just because, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't want him to go more mentally ill. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. I'm sorry. Uh, Hadian Christian, you're a good boo. He wasn't the problem with the job. movie. He wasn't the problem with the movies. We'll say that. No, he wasn't the problem with the movie whatsoever. Um, Extraction spinoff in the works at Netflix following the promising Extraction 3 update. Yeah, yeah. So a new TV spinoff of the action movie Extraction is now in the works. Netflix head of film confirms that the work is underway on the script for Extraction 3 already. We haven't even seen Extraction 2, have we? Yeah, we have. We talked about it on the show. I think we both liked it. Yeah. All right, well... <laughs> We we should leave a we should have a list of everything we've talked about on the show, <laughs> or uh, what is that called a spreadsheet yeah, with yeah. just every movie we had we've talked about on the yeah, show yeah. and what we get rated it. Yeah. Oh yeah, we have that. people out there do that for us. Yeah, for um, real. Hey, have you ever wanted a sisterhood of the traveling pants cast reunion? Uh, I can't say I have, but I'm sure there are plenty of people that do. Blake Lively, Blake Lively, Al- Al- Alex Valdez, and Amber Tambaline reunite, reunite to support America, America um, Ferrara yeah. a- after her Critics' Choice Award nomination for Barbie. The sister of the Traveling Pants actresses have a special friendship and have previously expressed interest in the third film. Um, I forgot so there's a fucking the sequel. <laughs> Yeah, dude, see? We forget their sequels out there. Well, I don't think you saw So they got together show. and celebrated and said, yeah, yeah. Whoop, whoop. All right. May, um, Mayim Balak, mm-hmm. also known as Blossom, Blossom. or Amy Fe- uh, Fair Fowler, off of, <laughs> off, of, off of good old... Uh, Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory, is leaving Jeopardy. Yeah, I heard that. And Ken... 
Ken Jennings will be now taking the replace, so he will no longer just be part time. He will have the. I sole fucking duties love Ken Jennings. Like, Ken Jennings is, the, is this shit. I like that guy a lot. Hey man, to be honest, you know if it works, it works. You know, I mean, do, do you know anything that Alex Trebek has done besides Jeopardy? No. <laughs> do you know anything that Pat Sajak has done besides Wheel of Fortune? No, no. Wheel of Fortune. No. Do you know anything Bob Barker has done besides Price is Right? I got you, man. That's all I got this whole thing. You know what I'm just saying? All right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, Netflix data has revealed who is everybody's favorite Spider-Man. Who is it? Now, with the data from when all the films were available on Netflix... One movie series got 59.5 million hours of viewership. Another series uh, claimed uh, only got 26.4 million. And then another one got 29.5 million. I can guess, by the way. I think it's, I think it's Tobey Maguire. Who, who do you think got the five, nine point? Yeah, I, I Toby Maguire is everybody's favorite Spider-Man. It's nostalgia. With fifty-nine point five million hours of viewership. It's nostalgia. It's got to be like, like, like we, like the the Spider-Man movies. Yeah, and plus people that you know own Netflix accounts at this point are our age. Yeah, it's it's also you think about like um, I mean those t- the, the objectively the newer Spider-Man movies with Tom Holland are the better movies, but I mean there's always gonna be sort of sort of nostalgia seeing. With the first big budget Spider Man movie come to the screen, you know, everyone was super excited about it. So, I uh, there's some there's some feelings there for for Toby, you know, so. yeah. Well, staying on the Marvel kick, let's go right into what if what if season two is about to happen over there at the good old Disney plus. Now, if you don't know what if is, what if is what if something happened differently in the Marvel universe? Well, all the titles for the episodes have just been released. Episode one will be called Nabala joins the Nova Corp. Number two will be Peter Quill attacked earth mightiest heroes. So Peter Quill going against the Avengers. Happy Hogan saves Christmas. Iron Man crashed into the Grandmaster. Captain Carter, or Peggy Carter, fought the Hydra Stomper. Uh, Kyra reshaped the world. Hela found the Ten Rings. So Hela, the you know the mm-hmm. king, the Queen of Death, yeah. found the Ten Rings that were from Shanks. Yeah. The Avengers assemble in sixteen oh two. And Strange Supreme intervened. Okay, interesting. So those all sound cool. Yeah. Yeah, I love What Ifs. You, what you, Ifs are you, one of my favorite comic books, too. Oh, yeah? The, oh, yeah. They're based on comic books, yeah. I would, I would know that. Um, do they do they follow four storylines? Do they just go, like, one story what if for the comic books? It's just a story. It's okay. just like it's like an hour. Hey, this is What If. Okay. This is what if this is a different universe, a different multiverse. This is just, this is what if this would have happened somewhere else. Okay. All right. Um, Monk new movie has already made enough noise that they might make a sequel, even though it's called Monk's last case. 
Yeah, I saw that too. I was like, what? what? I was like, but, but have you watched it yet? I heard it's good. You like people like that, Mike? Uh, but he he says he has. Well, uh, he goes, I got thoughts for a sequel. He goes, but I don't want to, you know, say anything until Tony comes up on board. Tony yeah. Shaldahl. Yeah. Hey, have you ever thought to yourself, what if we took a bunch of our favorite vampires and put them in a musical? No, actually. <laughs> cool. The Lost Boys is a, getting adapted into a musical with Patrick Wilson serving as one of the producers. James Carell and Marcus Cohn join Wilson as producers on the project. The, the book will be written by a team including David Hornsby, Chris Hodge, Michael Ardrin, and the band The Rescues. Have you seen, uh, have you watched The Lost Boys lately? The new, the like the original? Yeah. It's one of my go-to fall asleep movies. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I watched it for the first time in a long time, probably a couple of months ago. And I was in a group full, group full of people. So we were just kind of making fun of it the whole way through. It's fucking, it's fucking hilarious, dude. <laughs> like, like, like the things that they say back in 1984, 85, when was it? Right. Yeah, so... But yeah, it's eighty six, I think. Eighty six, I think. Uh, the year I was born. Okay. Right. All right. Um. So Daniel Stern, mm-hmm. the man from Home Alone, yeah. City Slickers, yeah. the man who played Marv in Home yeah. in Home Alone, <laughs> of the Wet Bandits in City in uh, Home Alone, yeah. uh, would really like you guys to stop asking if the bricks hurt when they are thrown <laughs> on him. He's told many people now that they're fake. They yeah. were fake. It's a movie. And he, also didn't he keeps on trying to tell people it's very important that you separate fact from fiction. <laughs> so and we had the tarantula on his face in the first one. He didn't actually scream because it would have screamed. It would have frightened the tarantula and it would have bit him. So they had to ADR right. that, which is it's one of the funniest things you'll you'll you did in the first one when he was screaming with the uh, tarantula on his face, but he didn't actually do it in, in, in person, so. Adam Sandler is teaming up with one of the biggest weirdos that you could ever imagine for him to team up with. Adam Sandler? With himself? No, no, he already did that movie. I okay. think it was called Jack and Jill or oh, something God like that. <laughs> um, Adam Sandler will be teaming up with George Clooney and George Palmer's upcoming Netflix film. Um, the collaboration symbolizes the demonic progress of film production and represents the evolving dynamics of storytelling in today's era. Um, now I'm trying to find what it says about this movie. Make sure if it's drama, and they're not giving me, they're not giving us any information whatsoever, or drama or comedy. Yeah. Uh. Kingdom of the Planet of Apes unveils new images, and that it is set 300 years. After Caesar's I'm so story. fucking stoked for that movie. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I, I love... I know you're a big fan of... I know you like apes. You're a big fan of apes. I'm, I'm a fan of the dawn and the rise and the, and the you know, the, the, the most recent trilogy I was a big fan of, so I'm stoked for this new one, dude. Let's do it. Let's fucking do it. Um, I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll go see it all day long. Mm-hmm. I like the planet. The Caesar new planet of the apes dude. movies are freaking... Caesar is home. Um... 
Uh, uh, Sydney Sweeney, if you didn't know this, is a producer now, and she has been producing a bunch of stuff, and she just acquired uh, from Neon uh, Immaculate. Immaculate, a new horror film produced and starring Sydney Sweeney, anyone but you, for release in theaters on a date not closed yet. Uh, news on the deals, Neon Pictures producer Black Bear await the nationwide Christmas Day release. And... Uh, yeah, so a woman, uh, it's about a woman, devote faith, who is offered a fulfilling new role at a illustrated Italian convent. Her warm welcome to the picture-perfect Italian countryside is soon interrupted as it becomes clear. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, um, it just keeps going. I don't even know what that means. Um, but anyway, uh Marvel Studios is reportedly considering Mr. Sinister as the main villain for the X-Men reboot. I, I, I actually don't remember Mr. Sinister. Yeah. I was in the, was in the, was in the cartoon. He's, uh, he's got, yeah, he's, he's everywhere, man. Mr. Sinister is like, he was, he was actually, um, he was, um, what's the word I want to say? He was the guy that they were, Hinton to in the Deadpool two, okay, like okay, where yeah, the yeah, kids yeah. stayed, yeah, where Fire Fist okay. stayed, and they're like, they're like, oh, okay, you know, this is where you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, th- this guy has been torturing you, and and even Domino is like, oh yeah, this guy used to torture me here. Uh, in the cartoon, if you ever saw this guy, I'm sure you know exactly who he is. Mister Sinister is one of the big names. There you go. Okay, all right. Yeah, he looks scary. He looks sinister. He looks mean. So. All right. Wednesday uh, Wednesday is going to get a, sh- a spinoff. I don't think we need a spinoff for Wednesday. And I'm down for it. Okay, what is it for? Which, which character? Yes, we do. So, hey, we'll go continue on okay. that. Anyway, Wednesday um, is going to get a spinoff, and the spinoff is going to be of none other than Uncle Fester, played by Fred Emerson. Okay, now that I know that it's Fred Emerson, I'm just I'm on board already. I'll do that. I'll watch yeah, that. Yeah, right? I'll watch this stuff all day. Because <laughs> I liked his version of, mm-hmm. of, of, Uncle Fester. Yeah, I did of Uncle Fester. It was really creepy, and it was just like, it was traveling Uncle Fester. Not I should, like, I should have been Uncle Fester for Christmas, right? Married, you should be Uncle sorry, I had that thing going Fester on. next year. Yeah. Next year for Halloween, yeah, you should be Uncle Fester. It's just on. a black coat. Yeah. You're seeing a black coat, bro. And just stay and away from the face. sun. Yeah, yeah. Stay away from the sun, too. So. You don't go to the sun anyway. Mm. Ryan Reynolds reunites with uh, Deadpool 3 director for uh, Netflix's Ocean Eleven-style heist movie. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. Ryan Reynolds and director Sean Levy uh, will reunite as a, he- a heist comedy following the success of their previous collaborations, The Adam Project and Free Guy. Oh, I haven't watched Free Guy in a while. I need to watch that. <laughs> Christian Bale and Bradley Cooper will unite for a Cold War spy flick, Best of Enemies. All right, yeah. It's based on the 2018 book. The movie will feature Cooper as a CIA agent and Jack Plate and Bale as a KGB agent called Gidney Fossil Yakuka during the Cold War. 
I've watched that. There's not a director yet, but the they got those two people. Mm-hmm. That sounds cool. Dude, right? Yeah. Orphan 3 is now in development. Oh, yeah. I forgot there's a sequel to Orphan. <laughs> and William Brent Bell and is now the director. Cool. <laughs> Blumhouse has lost Ryan Glossing for The Wolfman and has gained Christopher Abbott. I mean, yeah, we, I mean is that that game, though? I feel like Christopher Ryan Gosling is me a little bit better. I don't but know. But you know what? To be honest, with like something like The Wolfman, do you want Ryan Gosling? I mean, like... Ryan Gosling, he's... Yeah, I guess you're right. It, me because Rabbit would be better for that. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, the X-Files reboot is still on. Just mm-hmm. want everybody to know that. That's cool. what Ryan Coogler says, that we're working on it right now. And it will be like a... Just like the old TV show where every week will be something different. Um, Cliffhanger 2 is in the works. Steven Sylvester Stallone. The the whole point of Cliffhanger is it was supposed to end on a cliffhanger. Like, like, they're going to resolve the cliffhanger? Like, come on, that's the point of it. Like, Hey, it's Cliffhanger 2. You don't even remember the movie. Sly is like 70, what, 75? Right? He's got to be. Is that, you can't, I know how the hell is he gonna go climb mountains? I, I know. I, I mean, but, but but to be fair, in between shoots, fucking Harrison Ford a mountain bike forty miles, um, you know, for your doubt destiny. So I don't know. Maybe maybe he could do it. You know, if so, I was here, he could tell me. But he's not. We should on the podcast, probably. Yeah. Do you think he'll come on the podcast and talk to us? No, I don't. I don't think he'd ever talk to us. Period. Um. <laughs> Last but not least, the saddest news of all. I hate to report this, guys. I'm sorry. I hate to say this. What we do in Shadows will end at the end of the season six. I'm I'm sorry. It's not going to last ten years like I thought it would. Um. So what we do in Shadows will end at the end of Season 6. If you remember on Season 4, they ordered two more seasons, and they are not reordering it. So at the end of Season 6, one of the greatest shows of all time, if not the greatest show of all time, what we do in Shadows is going to end. I'm sorry. Don't come after me. It's FX that did it. Write them. It's it's really strange when sometimes when people... When- Movie studios or, or, or uh, TV, they make decisions that don't make sense. But I don't, I don't know how. I mean, whatever. That's what it is. It, or it could be up to you know people make the show like we're done. We said all we can the show. Yeah, whatever. But you know, is that what you got for news? All right. Well, Chris, at this point, that's the end of the news. Let's get over to the world of imagination. That was the Movies Don't Suck and some of them news. Now we're going to review the last movie of the night so we can go and jerk off in our beds and cry alone. Well, I hope I don't do that. Uh, we're talking about Wonka, directed by Paul King. Paul King directed Paddington in the best movie of all time, Paddington 2, right? Uh, this, this stars Timothy Chalamet as Willy Wonka himself. We never told the truth for 10 minutes in this house. Also, uh, this stars... Cobna uh, Holbrook Smith is Officer Affable. Uh, the, Matilda Tucker is young mother, uh, 
Um, keep going this. Colleen as Noodle. What are you doing? I'm making chocolate, of course. Olivia Coleman as Mrs. Scrubbit. Now, the fact that you'll turn into an animal if you fail to fall in love with someone during your stay here is not something that should upset you. Also, uh, I didn't realize uh, Matt Lucas is in this. Did you know that? Yes. Okay. Uh, plays Prod Nose. Matthew Bain plays Fickle Gruber. Uh, Freya <laughs> King of Michael Key plays Chief of Police. Well, I'm just a good old American boy. <laughs> also, uh, this uh, Patterson Jofus is Slugworth. Stoop. Romance. Stoop. And let us... Also, Jim Carrey's Advocate's Crunch. And there's a bunch of other people in this movie. Neil, why don't you go ahead and read the storyline for Wonka? I got to read a storyline? People yeah. don't know what Wonka's about? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'll read the storyline. <laughs> what dreams of opening a shop in a city renowned for its chocolate? A young and poor Willy Wonka discovers that the industry is run by a cartel of greedy chocolate heirs. So this is a prequel, I guess, to what the Willy Wonka that we all know, you know, the one that has... Willy tried. Wonka! Willy Wonka! Willy uh, Wonka is his name! Willy Wonka! <laughs> Willy Wonka! I'm oh, sorry. I don't think that's this movie, but I will tell you one thing about this movie. I fucking love this movie. I <laughs> agree. I think <laughs> at first you hated that you're going to have to go yeah, see yeah, this. Yeah, I was, I was coming in completely dreading it. musicals yeah, yeah. and you hate good, happy, good time movies. But you this just was... hate anything that makes anybody feel good. No, no, the, the was... I, I'm the opposite. I like movies that make people feel good. This was such a fun movie. Oh, my God. And the thing that made it is what... Okay, this is what made this work just as good as the original. Mm-hmm. All right? Now, um, we're going to talk... Okay, I'm not dissing the Tim Burton one. I'm not. But the, let's just be honest. The Tim Burton one is just on its own level. It's That's different. a whole different yeah, it's, over the, it's all the way over there. Yeah, it's all the way over there. It's all the way over there. Doesn't even make sense. All the Oompa Loompas look the same. Like, I don't, I, don't, I don't get it. Like, you know, and even in this, the Oompa Loompa was like, no, I'm just one. <laughs> one of them, you know, there's plenty more. We don't all look alike. That's just weird. You know, like they even make a joke about it. But in this, it is the, just like the 70s one. Yes, is Gene Wilder the best part of the 70s uh, Willy Wonka? Yeah. Hands down. But what makes it is all the other actors in the movie make it a main part. Because as much as you remember Gene Wilder, you remember lazy ass grandpa? Yeah, yeah. Gets out of Fucking the grandpa. Like, Fuck grandpa Joe. He's an asshole. Honestly. He's an asshole. But that grandpa Joe is an asshole. The grandpa Joe that they had in the freaking in the Johnny Depp one was just like weird and creepy. Yeah, yeah, creepy. You remember Joe? I want to mention that uh, the all my dash, all my thoughts about Timothy Chalamet not being able to play Willy Wonka completely unfounded, unfounded. Unfounded. He's We're great. talking like he's crazy. He was great. Olivia Coleman just uh, knocked it out of the park in her role as the Mrs. Uh, the Scrubbit. best way to say it. Mrs. The Scrubbit, yeah. uh, the evil um, orphan running orphanage running lady. <laughs> uh, which, like and he, of course each 
Each character. Each frame in this movie looked awesome. Every area looked completely different, but looked the same. Like you, you could understand that this is all in the same world. Yeah. And and Caroline, who played Noodle, she was fantastic. Noodles, Noodle, Noodles, fantastic. Fucking, I, I just this one made me smile so much. I was smiling. Dude, I was laughing and smiling and, in the entire and, freaking film. And it made me cry. I was sitting there. I made me cry twice. I cried twice in this movie. This movie just it, it hit it right on the mark. Um, Timothy Chalamet singing was great. Uh, if I have any complaint, it's that they gave him too many songs. Oh, dude, I liked all the songs in this. All the songs in this are pretty good. No, no, no. I'm not saying I don't like all the songs. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying they gave him too many songs. The, and another reason, again, people don't, I, I think people just don't understand this. Another reason the 1971 worked was because there are songs from different actors all uh-huh. throughout the film. Charlie had a song. The mom had a song. Okay. Uncle Grandpa Joe had a song. Loompa Loompas had a song. Everybody had a song. And if you guys go go into this thinking you know, on nostalgia, there is a little bit of that, but this is a whole different story. Like the reason why it works is because they recognize the the uh, the 1971, and they change it just enough so we get a fresh story out of this. Yeah, but it's like they they used enough. Like uh, this is a great one of my greatest facts to have up right at this moment in time while we're talking about this. In addition to the original songs, two songs from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory are in the film Oompa Loompa, of course, and Pure Imagination, which are also heavily quoted. And new lyrics were written for Oompa Loompa. So, like, but that's understandable because every time they do an Oompa Loompa song, the lyrics are different. <laughs> uh, and I just I I got so much delight out of this movie like like i walked out feeling good i can't imagine anyone walking out and thinking it sucked because i couldn't see it like paul king made a inviting film for us to spend you know a little under two hours and then uh i i i was i was very pleased i was i, I was going to this dreading it i came out feeling a whole lot better that i enjoyed myself a lot of this yeah i mean like literally they can make a sequel of this, and I would not be upset. Yeah, they don't need to. But like they, I, they, they could, they they have to make it believable. Yeah, and I think literally what the sequel could be, and this is just my theory, mm-hmm. could be all the way up till when he shuts the gates. Oh yeah. Because in the original Willy Wonka, it's always about he got fucked over by everybody. Yeah, and then and then the seventy ones, the seventy one is the one that continues the story. Or if they want to retell that story too, retell the story about the kids in the factory. But you know, just retell it. And I think they could do it with Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> so until he's thirty years from now, <laughs> they can do it. Uh, no, uh, Timothy Chalamet. They could age him. Timothy Chalamet they was. Age him. Yeah, they could age. Timothy Chalamet was great. I mean, uh, I mean, look at this. Here they are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, you're right. Johnny Depp's was just too Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I watched both movies today. Oh yeah. You just, you I want I rewatched the the original and the Johnny Depp one today. Yeah. While I'm just was around the house. And I got to say man, Tim the Timothy Chalamet one was very like it hit like the 70s one does, man. It just uh. Everything was fun and charming, and like yeah, when was, there was dance, utter, utter, utterly charming movie. It was that's the way to put it. It's charming. It's lovely. It's a delight. 
this movie was really fun. And I, I walked in thinking we're going to get some Disney-fied version of Willy Wonka. We didn't get that at all. We got something completely original. And I yeah. was, so like, if Disney would have gotten hold of this, they would have fucked it up somehow. I'm almost sure. But, but. We're almost sure that they would have fucked it up. But, uh, I, I, we're just saying, okay, th- this one's not just one for the kids. If you have the nostalgia for Willy Wonka, you're going to like it that way. Um, but if you don't like musicals, you're not going to like this. That's, I'm just going to throw that out there. If you don't like musicals, you're not going to like this movie. But the humor is there. Character work is there. Uh, uh, this is- here's the thing: I don't like musicals generally. Generally, my favorite we start thing about the about any movie are the songs. I yeah. like the songs in this. They all I, I love the songs in this. I thought this was a great movie. Yeah, the, the, the songs don't really run over two and a half minutes long ever. Like they're there and they they add momentum to the story as opposed to hindering. They always yeah, add on and to it. Basically, uh, basically, each song is the best way I like to say it. I think the way best to describe them mm-hmm. is like they're, um, oh gosh, I lost the word. Um, you know, I'm talking about when um, a montage, they're mm-hmm. a montage mm-hmm. of how to get to something quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like one song's like when they're building the candy shop, mm-hmm. you know, when they're building the candy shop. So it goes from... You don't have to see them doing all the hard work. You just like automatically within two minutes, the candy shop's built during the song of magic. Yeah. So I, I, I really, really enjoyed this movie. Uh, I came out uh, convert, converted to to the thinking, to the shall make him Wonka. And uh, honestly, it's, it's fun for the whole family. It's PG. There's nothing really, there's a little bit of a, little bit of nuance here and there for some of the uh, more uh, adult jokes. But, like, one of the things that I know that Disney would have done if they got all this was take out all the sort of dark undercurrent. Because, you know, like, like for example, there's some a little bit of dark stuff in here, right? But, uh, but no, man, this, this movie, it made me smile. I was happy when I walked out of this movie yesterday at, like, 930 but um right i i just i i cannot tell you how much i absolutely loved this movie mm-hmm. i i thought this was one of the i i i don't even know yeah and I don't it's, even know it's made great the every scene is great well you just can't i can't i was dreading this so much and, I, and i'm glad that it, it, it completely exceeded my expectations so wonka um i really liked it are you ready for quotes? I'm always ready for quotes, let's motherfucker. Quotes. It's kind of my thing. Let's do, let's do some quotes. You're you're my quotes. Aww. You quote my mom. Mm-hmm. I do. Doing my mom, doing my mom. You know what? Straight <laughs> up, doing my mom. Oh, doing your mom. No, 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 no. Here's my destiny. I just need to unlock it. She's damaged. She has orphan syndrome. She has an orphan diagnosis. Come for a night, stay forever. Quiet up and silence down. Nope. Scratch that. Reverse it. (laughs) You never had chocolate? You thought the chocolate was weird. You're going to hate what comes next. (laughs) Sounds like my third wife. He says that a lot. Yeah. Like, 
a lot. <laughs> the greedy beat the needy every time. Every good thing in this world started with a dream. Temptation is very hard to resist. No one is on your page. What does that even mean? Never mind. I know what. No. What does that? No. Yeah, that means I never mind this. So we need to. Oh, here's some milk over here. No, we need the milk of a giraffe. I didn't know giraffes had milk. I didn't know that. Well, I think all things have milk, but yeah, yeah. I think I nearly, I'm, I nearly been eaten by a lot of things, and none of them even got a nibble. I don't care how good his chocolates are. Okay, when do we start? <laughs> have you ever? tasted chocolate like this before. I wanted a man on every storm drain. You sure? Certainly we be, you know, solving all those unsolved murders. Mm. Oompa loompa doopity doo. You want them to have an accident. Yes. In which they die. <laughs> You can't. You didn't know that was Matt Mark. Uh, Matt, Mark Luke. Uh, Matt yeah, Lewis? yeah. I didn't recognize Matt Lewis, but Lucas. But <laughs> good, for, good, good for him for being under all that. You know, a world of you over, and that was the end of Wonka's Chocolate Shop forever. You've been a terrible audience. Good night. One day we'll be all judged for our sins but it's not going to be today. You're right. Those nights, those days in the chemistry class were the best. <laughs> Death by chocolate. Willie will have friends invite you to enjoy our chocolate. Come with me and you'll be... In a world of pure imagination. And they call me Shorty Pants. <laughs> All right. Uh, Neil, what's your score on this one? Ten. Well, we do zero through five. What's your score on this? I know. I'm doubling that motherfucker <laughs> today. Uh, 4.5, 4. man. I'm not going to lie. This made me happy. It made me feel giddy. I'm already not having the best of Christmas seasons right now. Yeah. But this is like one of the first times that like I've been like, yeah, I'm in a good mood. <laughs> yeah, this is a four point for, for me. This was a really, really fun movie. Uh, it just this was beyond fun. I, I don't, I don't, I don't. I can't last. I mean, it's been a while to watch that movie feeling so good. You know what I mean? Uh, right. Yeah. So, um, Neil's because it's four point five and four point four. Neil, I'm gonna write to you as the com. What's the audience score for Wonka? Oh. Audience has to be with me on this one. I feel like they're going to give it an eighty-two percent. They did ninety-one percent. Fuck! They did wait. They they were they were really with okay, me. On then, that uh, one. Neil, what's the uh, big baby critics were for Wonka? Doing your mom. No, doing your mom. Not doing my mom. Um, I'm going to have to say that it was. 
Man, I hate critics because it always messes with me. Because when they gave a good rating from like the people, you're like thinking maybe this is not going to be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, 79%. 84% certified fresh. Oh my gosh. It says, with director Paul King at the helm and some solid new songs at the ready, the warmly old fashioned Wonka puts a super sweet spin on the classic character while still leaving some room for the source material's darker undertones. Okay. I'm going to read bad review and a good review. From Richard Roper of the show, sometimes he says, Timothy Chalamet underwent a Scottish origin story that mixes too many ingredients in it to its chocolate-covered plot. Whatever. And this is from Joe Shapiro of the Chicago Review. He says, I can't be upset at a movie with this much warmth and craft across the board, one that believes so earnestly. And I believe so earnestly. This movie was a delight. I can't remember the last time I walked out of a movie feeling this good. You know? Like just, just, yeah, it's just one of those movies that I'm just like, man, I I want to be happy. I want to be happy about all everything in existence now, and I want to do everything. I want to make the world a better place. And here's what uh, I want to read this one from uh, TT Zern Edzi. Uh, she says, "Kids, families, adults, there's really something here for everyone." And again, it just makes you feel good. And I want to feel good. And it, I, yeah, it's just a warm, it's a warm movie. And so, I I kind of feel like this could be you're you're a war movie. Okay, well, all right, Neil. Uh, why was, why did why did you say it's a war movie? It's not a war warm, movie. Warm. And I, I oh, uh, I thought you said war movie. I was like, why are you saying it's a war movie, dude? It, I was really confused, and I'm not even stoned. Okay, well, okay, well, that's 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 our that's our talk about Wonka. You know, next week we are seeing the Iron Claw or Iron Claw. And poor things. Yeah, and poor things. But both those movies are ones we've been looking forward to for the whole fucking year. And so, uh, are both those in the theater? Yeah, both they are. Both of them are. Damn. Yeah, I know. All right, we'll figure out when I got to do that. Yeah. But um, yeah, and um, we don't know what day we're going to be doing at this point. Let's just be honest. I, I, Let's just be honest. I'm it's not, Christmas. We don't know when we're going to get the movies done, but we will be up. We will be back. And we will do another episode. And that is the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. All right. Uh, you can find us online at moviesdontalks.net. We're at w2mnet.com. Uh, number, uh, w2mnet.com. You'll find us there on a bunch of other podcasts. We're at Facebook at facebook.com. slash podcast. One Twitter at MTS Podcast. Oh, I guess X. Whatever. MTS Podcast. Instagram at MTS Podcast. We're also on Patreon. We go to patreon.com. slash moviesdontalks. You'll find us there. You guys want to throw us a few shekels. So you know, himself value menu. Uh, do it, please. We're also on uh, Bonfire, Bonfire Comics, which is on you. You'll find the shirt like Neil has on. Uh, if you're listening, watching YouTube, or subscribe, watching Facebook, like that page. And you know what? If you're listening to us on a podcast app, just hit subscribe so we're there every Monday when I upload the podcast. Neil, what do you do for small business? Hey, if you got a small business, let us know. Give us your information. We want to know. We want to help you out right here and give you out there to our thousands of listeners, a millions of followers right here at movies that don't suck and some do. You good, Neil? You ready to get out here? I'm good. That's another episode of Movies That Don't Suck and Some Do. My name's Neil. And I'm Chris. Now remember, hold your breath, make a wish, count to three, and come with me on a world of pure imagination. 
Remember, guys, movies are just imaginary, and so does everything that is entertainment. Have fun with your family this holiday season. We love you. Have a good night.